0: welcome back to bygone relics and the c thomas printer cooperative a place to make you think make you remember and make you smile i apologize for the double header but it is the holiday week And I know none of you are actually doing any work anyway, so you have plenty of time to listen to our conclusion to the mystery of the magical Christmas rally of 2023. Quote, China has its route to Europe on the Silk Road economic belt through Iran and Turkey, but their maritime Silk Road initiative goes through the Red Sea and Bab al-Mandab Strait, separating Djibouti and Yemen. China can appear involved, but Iran is already being sanctioned by the U.S., so it outsources its planning to Iran, and Iran works with terrorists to help terrorists do what they do best, end quote. An old scribe, C. Thomas Printer, wrote that on October 11, 2023, just four days after the terrorist attack on Israel by Hamas. He mentioned that the Pawns have been rolled out. He continued, quote, according to a piece in the Wall Street Journal, building on peace deals with Egypt, Egypt and Jordan, expanding Israeli ties with the Gulf Arab states, could create a chain of American allies, linking three key choke points of global trade, the Suez Canal, the Strait of Hormuz, and the Bab al mandab connecting the Red Sea to the Arabian Sea, said Hussein Ibish, senior resident scholar at the Gulf, Arab Gulf States Institute in Washington. He says, that's very bad news for Iran, Ibish said, end quote. Yeah, yeah, it's a douche move to quote your own work, just like talking about yourself in the third person. But this context is needed. This is an incredibly important news week, and we are having to do a double episode this week. The holidays are supposed to be quiet and no one is paying attention. Well, I am, and there are bombshells being dropped and not just in the Middle East, but about the Middle East. Now, do I know China's behind any of this? No. But I know Iran is and their vitriol began one day after signing a 25-year pact with China in March of 2021. China also told Biden in the newly cleaned up San Francisco recently that they would reacquire Taiwan by all means necessary." End quote. Will that mean using their global ponds? Of course. Iran is now threatening to close the Mediterranean Sea, according to the Hill's Nick Robertson, quote, They shall soon await the closure of the Mediterranean Sea, the Strait of Gibraltar, and other waterways, end quote. State media Tasnim quoted Iranian Brigadier General Mohammad Reza Naqdi as saying, Iran has accused the Israeli military and the U.S., as its close ally, of committing war crimes in, Ga- in Gaza. More than 20,000 Palestinians have died in the conflict since early October, according to the Gaza Health Ministry. That might be a bit of bluster, but the Persian Gulf access and the Strait of Hormuz are key energy shipping lanes, and they are also likely on the radar for Iran, and they can interfere in this region. The Bab al mandab Strait is now being avoided now by a large amount of shipping concerns out of safety and skyrocketing insurance costs due to the Houthis bombing and missile campaigns, which are openly backed by Iran. In fact, the Teller Report is reporting that the port of Eilat near Aqaba is seeing reductions of 85% in volume. This is literally the artery that the Alternative Maritime Silk Road would go through, extending up into Israel and going through the Gaza Strip. This is Israel's Ben-Gurion Strait map. I'm attaching a link from newarab.com where Sarah Khalil describes the region's importance to shipping. This proposal dates back to the 1960s. This would be an alternative to the Suez Canal and is vital to Israel's shipping independence. Now, you're probably saying, thanks, C. Thomas, for the fine book report. But this doesn't seem quite worthy of a second pod on this holiday week. We have been surmising that something happened to scare Biden, Yellen and Powell. It happened a couple months ago, and things have been weird ever since. Powell has hinted pivot. Yellen probably intervened in the Treasury market, oil has dropped like a rock, and the b and boys of Biden and Blinken seem to be giving the Middle East a full-court press. Well, let me tell you what else dropped on Saturday from the Wall Street Journal, and the great reporting from Vivian Salama, Dionne Nissenbaum, and Benoit Facon. On 6.30 a.m. on October 7th, the U.S. became aware of Israeli plans to preemptively strike Hezbollah in Lebanon to the north away from Gaza. Israeli intelligence warned of a massive border crossing, but the U.S. intelligence deemed the intelligence unreliable, according to the report. This would blow the lid off this powder keg. Israeli warplanes were awaiting orders from Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu when the US diplomatic team went to work. They write, Biden's top intelligence, military and national security advisors, including CIA Director William Burns and Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs C.Q. Brown, later convened that morning for a Principals Committee meeting shared by the National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan to discuss Israel's proposed plans and determined that U.S. intelligence didn't correspond with Israel's, end quote. Six hours of back and forth phone calls were needed to get the Israelis to back down. The planes were on the tarmac. This is like a movie. We talked about bringing the pawns out. It seems that the US and Israel had a chance to exchange rooks with Iran and didn't take it. When we discussed our timelines last week, we mentioned that the BNB boys started in the middle of October, and they were meeting with Israel about something with Israel who we knew to be mad as a hornet. They were trying to stop Israel from amplifying this conflict. If Israel goes after Hezbollah into Lebanon, then it probably officially brings in Iran, and then everything blows up. The oil price, which was finally dropping, would have reversed and probably would have assumed Ukraine invasion levels around 120 a barrel minimum if Iran responds with closing the Persian Gulf and the Red Sea. Now, they could have tried to close it for a while, but remember, our carriers and destroyers were heading to the region. Brent Johnson of Santiago Capital and the dollar milkshake theorist that we have discussed in the past says, and I'm paraphrasing, the dollar isn't backed by the full faith and credit of the US, but by the military and in particular the Navy to secure the shipping lanes of commerce around the world. Remember. This is when we are having trouble selling debt. So any show of weakness in our military would have exacerbated the U.S. Treasury weakness. These authors continue, quote, The U.S. role in stopping Israel from carrying out a massive attack on Hezbollah in October shows the critical role diplomacy has played in preventing the conflict from metastasizing into a larger regional war, end quote. This was printed on December 23rd. It's been two months since the US talked Israel out of a knee-jerk response out of anger. So what has happened? Israel has bombed the holy hell out of Gaza and killed about 20,000 people, according to the BBC's Merlin Thomas. Bombing crowded population centers like Gaza usually results in about 90% civilian casualties. That's about 18,000 civilian casualties, with women and children about 14,000 of those. Remember, this only counts confirmed bodies, as there are many more buried in the rubble of 29,000 bombs that Israel has launched. I believe this has escalated despite the BNB boys. The Houthis and their missile attacks and the avoidance of using the Red Sea? Yes, this is going in the wrong direction. In fact, on Sunday, December 24th, Al Monitor Twitter reports, quote, Netanyahu rebuffs U.S. pressure, Pressure says Israel, intensifying Gaza war. The problem is that this is escalating. From Zero Hedge and Joyce Karam's Twitter account, the senior news editor for Al Monitor, quote, on multiple fronts, we are seeing serious maritime escalation from Gaza. Indian Ocean, New, Red Sea, Houthis, Gulf waters, Iran and Houthis, and the Mediterranean, Iraq militias. US presence already stretched in region, maritime traffic disrupted, end quote. This was from Saturday the 23rd. Today, on the 26th, we have reports that we have, the US has bombed Iraq, We also have reports that Israel bombed Syria, killing a high commander in the Iranian army. This is escalating. More details on that if we can get them in the future. So what does all of this mean? The smoldering fire of the Middle East is threatening to break out and ruin shipping lanes, U.S. maritime supremacy, and unleash the price of oil higher. Despite the U.S. interventions, Israel is escalating their war, as the Washington reports on Sunday. Quote, experts say the civilian population is now close to famine. People in Gaza, quote, are not pieces on a checkerboard, end quote. Thomas White, a U.N. senior official in Gaza, wrote Saturday on X, formerly Twitter. Quote, the Israeli army just orders people to move into areas where there are ongoing airstrikes no place is safe, nowhere to go, end quote. I'd have to say that in the court of public opinion that Israel is not winning. I also think that the U.S. is not happy with the trajectory that Israel has taken here. I also know that Europe is not backing Americans play in this maritime relief rally of the shipping lanes i also know for a fact that young americans are somehow siding with palestine in droves and causing chaos in college campuses regarding an area that i doubt one in four could find on a map such are the protesters of the american youth these protesters are just fumes this is about oil this is about oil routes and access to oil remember the bricks have it and they know it We talked last week about the history of fracking and how it doubling American production has largely saved us from much, much higher oil prices. Americans are now pumping more crude than anyone else in history, and OPEC Plus doesn't like it. It's pushing the price down despite their production cuts. All true, and with a lower price, Russia makes less cash to fund its war. Since the beginning, I think the State Department believed the U.S. could use the Soviet playbook and use the American economy to break Russia, just like Ronald Reagan did in the 80s. We talked about how the ruble spiked and how their central banking head, Elvira Nabulina, responded with instant interest rate hikes and brought the ruble down to where it strengthened versus the dollar from the beginning of the war. Well, we are approaching the two-year mark and there's been a lot of spending and the Russian inflation numbers are starting to rise now to over 7%. And with it, the central bank raised interest rates back to 16% to help cool inflation. We almost cracked in the spring with the regional bank crisis and almost in October when we were struggling selling debt. But now the Russians are feeling the pinch of war spending lloyd lee writes for insider.com that putin is now floating the idea of a ceasefire The ukrainians have been opposed to that since the beginning but now if american and european arms and aid dries up then they might not have a choice don't think for a minute that this is what biden wants he wants less oil and more green energy But when gas prices went to $5 nationally, it spooked him and he did his own pirouette and said, hey, big oil guys, pump more oil, trying to portray them in a bad light when he has been their biggest adversary. His green climate backers are not happy with him at all. He and the US have no choice but to pump for now. In 2008, we lost control of the oil price and it just about sunk us along with the housing market. We found salvation with fracking, but fracking is about to end in the next few years. And our temporary oil independence is about to retreat like the French in the face of German resistance. Fracking is getting more and more difficult. And although there have been lots of holes drilled and our technology is getting better, there hasn't been enough development of non fracking sites in the US. Tree huggers like Biden want to save the reindeer. And Alaskan drilling has dropped by one point Five million barrels a day in the last 30 years. Green energy would save us, but every week I try to put out information that the green energy plan isn't going as advertised. Fracking has doubled our output since 2007. And we are back above 2019 production levels, catching everyone by surprise and kept the r- price roughly half of what it was in 2007, and that has kept inflation down. But Zachary Fraser writes for OklahomaMinerals.com quoting Pioneer CEO Scott Sheffield, quote, the combination of investor pressure and limited well inventory means he cannot drill as he once did. You just can't keep growing 15 to 20 percent a year, he said. You'll drill up your inventories, even the good companies, end quote. You see, the public thought fracking would last forever. But it is expensive and it depletes rapidly. Higher interest rates have caused some companies to not drill as much in the capital intensive industry. Fracking was just 7% of oil 20 years ago, but now it is 67%. It is good for now, but as Frazier writes, quote, five of the largest shale companies, EOG Resources, Devon Energy, Diamondback Energy, Continental Resources, and Marathon Oil all have about a decade or more of profitable well sites at their current drilling pace, according to the journal's review. They would exhaust that inventory within six years if they grew output 15% a year, according to analytics firm Flow Partners LLC, which provided one of the analysis the journal reviewed, end quote. America needs a plan because we are over 15% higher than when the article was published, meaning Five years of inventory or so left before many of these companies without drilling and expanding into areas that are already beginning to appear tapped out. Roger Blanchard writes for resilience.org, quote, essentially all of the tide oil shale production increase from the shale plays in the U.S. have come from five plays, Permian Basin, Eagle Ford, Bakken, Niobra, and Anadarko. In my opinion, four of the top five shale oil plays in the U.S., Bakken, Eagle Ford, Anadarko, and Niobra will not again reach previous production levels and will, in general, decline. Like what has happened in the Barnett shale, end quote. He is referring to an already played out shale gas play. That's his opinion. What about Scott Sheffield over at Pioneer Resources? He sold his business to ExxonMobil. Biden is playing a waiting game in Ukraine with Putin, but the Middle East is playing a waiting game with the United States regarding oil. They know we have 130% debt to GDP, an overstretched military, a ballooning domestic deficit, long term debt that is struggling to be sold, and an energy independence that is about to disappear in just a few years. That doesn't mean they want to poke the bear directly or right now, but they are itching to weaken him. As for our long-term energy future, it is very similar to the EV cars discussion that we went through last year. Copper and rare earth mines can't be started overnight and drilling for oil is the same. The longer we wait to allow permitting and exploration, the more acute the energy pinch will be. Luckily for us, we have energy but we are going to have to rid ourselves of this green ideology before we can tap it. Europe doesn't have that option. Too bad bad we blew up their pipelines, but I guess we needed a market to sell to. Sincerely yours, C. Thomas Printer. On this date in history, 192 years ago to be exact, Charles Darwin set forth on his voyage aboard the HMS Beagle, the second most famous beagle after Snoopy, he would postulate his theory of evolution by its conclusion. Also born on this date, the father of microbiology, Louis Pasteur. Thank you for listening today, and you can find all of our articles and more on our website, cthomasprinter.com.